Yes, sir. Today's guest is a brother known as Flex, Xavier Williams. Peace, brother. How you doing? Good. How you doing, my man? Man, life is good. Life is good. Like we were speaking a couple minutes ago, I have no complaints about anything. So uh, start it off. Uh, tell me where you're from. I'm from Maryland. Um, uh, lived a couple years in Georgia, too. I'm out here in Vegas now, chasing my dreams, being a boxer, raising a child, man. But um, back in Maryland, that's where I, my dream of boxing came about. Um, came from my, my 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 pops, for real, because when he was younger, um, he used to be a boxer himself, but he never really took the sport serious. So I was like, man, I want to take it to the next level. Uh, I want to box in college, go to college, and um, fight in college, and that's what I did. Went to UNLV, um, became a national champion for them, uh, and now just still on the journey, uh, trying to make it to the Olympics now. Okay. Okay. So wait, wait, wait. We ain't gonna just skip over, over, over all that. You're not gonna gloss over. Come on, bro. We're not gonna gloss over all the amateur background. Come on. Let's talk about this amateur background. Did you do golden? Did you do silver gloves? Uh, I, I didn't fight in the silver gloves. I'm actually fighting in the golden gloves. Um, coming up. They don't have official date in it. Um, yet. Uh, here in Vegas. Uh, it should be coming up in probably September, most likely. It usually happens in September, but they don't put the date out until like the month of. It's kind of it's kind of tough. Okay. But um, I fought in the Georgia Games. Um, the NCBA uh, Collegiate Boxing um, fought in the Nationals three times. Um, in life, boxing taught me a lot. Even though if you don't make it the first time, the second time, you got to keep going. And that's what I did. Um, I, I uh, made it to the, I just made it to the quarterfinals my freshman year. Uh, the second year, I made it to the semifinals uh, in Miami, uh, but I didn't make it to the finals. And then my senior year, I went back. I'm like, I'm going to go. I got to get it this time. And it's, a, it's comparison to life. No matter how many times you fall, you got to keep going until you get it. And that's what I did my senior year. and got the national um, title for uh, my, my collegiate team. And I was the only person that went out there to fight. And uh, I went out there with no coach. I had faith. I had to walk by faith, not by sight. No it, coach? No, my coach couldn't make it because the school wasn't funding us at the time. So I was like, man, this is my last opportunity to do it. And I was like, I'm going to make a way out of no way. I had to stay in like a $50 Airbnb a day. Like I had my mom just uh, drive out to New York. I had to fly out there and everything. But I made a way out of no way. But I, I felt it. It's like when you, when you got all that faith in you, you feel something, you got you to gotta move on it. You got to move on that faith, man. Absolutely. Anytime that you're that motivated to do something, you will accept whatever comes with it because you know that you you're you're planted at that point. Yeah. You know, so at that point, you just go, well, whatever comes with it, I'll just take the I'll just take whatever they consider a loss and turn yeah. it into an experience experience and then something to learn from and, and, and do better as I go on. And that's pretty much what you have done. So. so your dad boxed, but he was never like pro. Was he ever in the amateur uh, circuit? I think he had a couple amateur fights, but he didn't have as many. He was like doing it more recreationally, just for fun type stuff, like as a hobby. Him and his friends and stuff like that. So he he got me into um, that at the age of probably like 10, 10 or 11. So I was hitting pads with him. He was, he was lucky. He was my trainer at the time. And then I officially started going to like summer camps out in D.C., um, about I say about 13 and I was sparring and doing all that but I didn't officially have my first fight until I was 15. Okay okay yeah. and that was out in Georgia so that's where I say the 
the whole um, journey started out in, in Georgia. Okay, so when you say Georgia, did you like move from the East Coast to 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 Georgia? Yeah, I, I moved. So I moved uh, from with my my mom. Then my my dad and uh, my mom were together. So I moved with my dad and my stepmom out in Georgia because I was like, I want to experience something new. I'm always that child that like they like to experience new stuff and try to see get the most out of life. I say so. I, I moved out to Georgia to see what it's like over there, and I I loved it. The people. The environment, this the uh, boxing scene is is solid out there. Yeah, and it's a it's a it's a more peaceful and friendly environment when you get to yeah. the south. Yeah, they yeah. accept They're yeah. very accepting of you out there. Yeah, and in, in the south, I learned that from living there uh, for six years of myself in different parts of my life. They take to you very quickly, and then from there, only you can fuck it up. That is the truth. Yeah. Yeah, like they, they accept you. They give you that Southern hospitality. They cook for you, provide you with a place to stay. They look out for you. But only you can mess it up for yourself when it comes to them. When you coming from a big city, a look could go wrong. A conversation could go wrong. Just driving by somebody could go wrong. You know what I mean? So being in the South, it, it, it provides a different level of peace. So what did you go to school for as far as college? Uh, I went to school for uh, communication. I started off as an engineering major, but I wasn't really feeling engineering like that. I love cars. I love to work on cars and stuff like that. But I was like, that this engineering not for me. I feel like communication was more my alley. Like I can motivate the masses through my me talking. So mm-hmm. I was like, I might as well go into something that can benefit me in multiple ways, such as business. If I can know how to communicate, I can do anything in business. I can communicate to the mass. I can have the power of influence. So I was like, I might as well uh, do communication and learn more of the ins and outs of that. Absolutely. Absolutely. Are you the only child? Uh, I have. It's eight of us. <laughs> it's eight of us. Uh, my dad, I got, it's four uh, boys and four girls. Four boys so and four girls. Okay. All right. So here's one of the questions I have for you. Of course, I got plenty. Name your top five Mexican boxing greats of all time you know i gotta put julio caesar chavez on there that man <laughs> he you fight he a dog and this man he fought everybody he he, he ain't no cherry picker that's one no. thing i can say about him and he he he, he a dog he ain't, he ain't gonna um back down from nobody and then i got canelo regardless of what people think of him being a cherry picker then <laughs> wait a minute though you said Julio Caesar didn't cherry pick, and then you say regardless of chip. Okay, all right, that's no, number two. I got two. Canelo. I got Canelo. Uh, regardless of people thinking, they got there's so many uh people opinions out there saying he a cherry picker. I don't, I don't personally think he a cherry picker, but I got a lot. <laughs> I got a lot of friends that think he, he a cherry picker, but I, I feel like he, he still fought some great. So, uh, then I got <laughs> okay. I got, I got Roberto Duran. No, no, Roberto Duran is from Panama. Oh, he's from Panama. Okay. Yeah, he's from Panama. Oh, okay. And then I got uh I got Salvador Sanchez. Yes. You know, he, he's a dog. Yeah. And I got Oscar de la Hoya due to his influence. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And I I take Oscar, Mexican American. Yeah. Uh, but still a great, never ducked nobody. And he fought the majority of the guys that he fought that were great. He fought them in their prime. He didn't. He didn't fight a lot of guys that were over the hill. He did. He did. Yeah. Look, what else can I say? Um, it's, it's a couple of them, man. So I'm gonna give you my Mexican five, like I always do. Do, do you? Do you want to? Do you want to name anybody else? Nah, not right now. I, All I right. Think I'm good with that. 
Okay, so here we go. Boom. My Mexican top five all time. Ricardo Finito Lopez, Salvador Sanchez, Eric Morales, Marco Antonio Barrera, and Juan Manuel Marquez. Those are my top five. All right. And that's not saying nothing bad about uh, Julio Cesar Chavez. He just goes into another category by himself. All right. It's, it's nothing by, bad about him, but he goes into a category by himself. But those are my top five because I watched, I've, I've, I saw those guys, mainly Barrera and Morales and Marquez. I saw them specifically fight like just about everybody. The, the Pacquiao's, they fought each other. Uh, yeah, I, I saw them. I saw them just fight the Junior Joneses other times. I saw them fight the uh, uh, Nassim Hamed, all those guys, like Wayne McCullough, like all those guys, like Z- Saragossa, all of them. Those guys fought everybody. And what we're seeing now with your friends and some people that you may feel on this podcast say differently about Canelo, he, he only fights guys that he thinks that he can beat. So. Yeah. He got he got some growing he got some growing to do and 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 I hope that he gets to that point but uh, I think he I think he kind of I think he tried to pick a guy that he thought that he could back down a couple weeks ago and it didn't go in his favor it didn't work out for him I just say in boxing you can't underestimate no man in there you, you just can't <laughs> never never and I think that's why that's what he did exactly what he did <laughs> that's exactly what he did bro. He 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 went in there. He thought that he was gonna be able to back this guy up, push this guy to the ropes, and 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 throw these shots to the arm, and then later he would hit him with uppercuts and shit like that. And it's you have to consider that Bivol is not only a bigger guy than you, but he's actually a really good boxer with over two hundred and fifty amateur fights. So there's a lot that he has seen that Canelo hasn't seen. And I think that he he was able to use that to his advantage. Even later in the rounds when he switched up his game from boxing to counterpunching Canelo. Canelo would throw the right hand. He would counter with the left hand right quick, real fast. Bang. And he made Canelo back up. I said, oh, okay. So now he's about to open a toolbox. Yeah. And then you just see Canelo start to gas out round six, round seven. And people are making excuses for it. But, you know, it is what it is. He picked a guy that I, you know. That's that's what's going to happen. Like you have to train like every fight is going to be your last fight because that's basically what it is. And, and I think that Bivol showed that he was just really a better, a better fighter, you know. Nah, he did. He did. He boxed him. That's the he Canelo has the biggest problem with boxers. Absolutely. Out of box. <laughs> Absolutely. Like Mayweather, people that can box. He, he got those. That's his biggest problem. Eris Lundy Lara. Yeah, uh huh. Lara gave it. I think Lara won that fight, but that's that's me. Yeah. I think yeah, Lara it was, won that. It was fight. real close for sure. Yeah, I believe that if he would have chosen Demetrius Andre, I think the same thing would happen. Yeah, but I, I believe the same. But Andre, he he been inactive though. That's the only thing. Well, he was about to fight until his shoulder. He blew his shoulder out recently, oh, yeah. so uh, the the yeah. fight got called off. But I believe that if that fight would have happened. He would have got another boxing lesson. The only problem with this boxing lesson is Andre is a little bit more of an explosive guy. And I think he would have pushed Canelo a little bit further. And he probably would have got either a knockdown or a knockout. Yeah, 
agree. Yeah, I like I like Andre. He has a, a very deep toolbox. Um, and he's one of the, the few fighters at 160 or 168 that can that can really do different things and and and, and has, has a deeper uh, toolbox than than most guys do. So tell me, like when you're when you're studying old fighters, who who do you pay attention to? Who do you watch? Based on my style, I watch uh, Meldrick Taylor. Uh oh. Okay. I love I love Meldrick Taylor. His speed and his movements, mm-hmm. and everything. I study him, but um, another one I study too, uh, probably even more than Meldrick is um, Sugar Ray Leonard, because he's from my home city and. I just always looked, I looked, looked up to him, his entertainment, entertainment style of fighting, mm-hmm. um, his jab, uh, movement too, but he, he just fast. I, I love fast fighters because that's a style that I, I, I take on. I'm, I'm, fat, I'm a fast fighter as well, but um, I just like the, the boxing of both of, those, both of them and then their courage in the ring. Absolutely. Yeah, Meldrick Taylor was also explosive too, man. So that's definitely a guy. That's definitely a guy to pay attention to. He was really, really good at getting in and out and using his jab. Um, very explosive dude. Those are some really good, really good guys to pay attention to, man. You picked some really good ones. What about what are you, what about Pernell Whitaker? Yeah, Pernell. I was about to he on my list too. Of my of my favorite fighters of all time. Okay. Okay. Just in general, Pernell is one of those. Yeah. Okay. Let's do that then. Favorite okay. fighter, favorite fighters of all time. Go ahead, knock them out. So we got uh, Pernell, too. I, he ain't my number one. I, I say uh, Sugar Ray is my number one. Then my number two is Meldrick Taylor. Number three is uh, Sweet Pea, Pernell. Uh, let's say number, let's go to five, four. I say four based on influence. We got, we got Tyson and Roy Jones. Oh, okay. <laughs> Basically, right. Those two influence. They, I feel like in boxing, those two had the most influence of all doing they doing they prime. I feel like yeah, yeah, definitely, definitely. That's the last two, uh, yeah. Uh, what's his name? Um, Roy. Roy and um and Mike Tyson. Everybody yeah. knows Mike Tyson from across the country to another country. Everybody knew who he was. Everybody he had the influence. Like that's a fact. Raven fans about that man. Like yeah, even today when he walked down the street, everybody know who he is. Yeah, everybody know who he is. Like you looking the whole shit. That's a champ. Yeah, yeah. But in that prime, Roy Jones had it. <laughs> that man had it. That's <laughs> the thing that. That's the thing that people always get fucked up. If any yeah. of those guys that he would have fought later on in his career that he lost to, if he would have fought them in his prime, they wouldn't have got up out of there with a win. Nah, they. He definitely would have uh, beat them. Yeah, he easily. Had, People love him, man. Like he, he just had that charisma. He was a, he was the entertainer. He was the top entertainer, top tier entertainer in boxing during that time. He, in this prime, I feel like. Absolutely, and and you gotta t- you gotta speak on his style too, because he's yeah. a guy who walked yeah. forward with his hands down, like swinging his arms forward, back and forward with yeah. his head with his with his head out. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, he, he definitely entertaining. He was a a person that really uh put the name of boxing out there for sure yeah. for people to watch. Cause they was like, man, we ain't never seen nobody like this. No, <laughs> no. And, and made I, it fun. Yeah. And, and I, I listened to him talk about his style and he's in and, and a guy that was talking to him said, where did you get that from? He said, I, um, I come from a family who had a farm, a ranch. He said, I watched the chickens. Yep. He I, said, yep. yeah. He said the baddest, he said the baddest chicken 
the king of them all, the rooster, the top rooster, walked with his chest out. And if you felt like he was the baddest one, he stood in front of you and y'all had to get it on. So yeah. he said he watched how the baddest one did that. And I was like, that's crazy. He said from there on, that's where he started picking up how, you know, he said you can learn anything from animals, you know. But uh, that is crazy how he did that and he adopted it to his style. Rarely ever using a jab, you know, everything was lead hook, right hand, right hand, lead yes, hook. That's, yeah. that's crazy. Yeah, that's crazy. And he was getting away with it too. <laughs> yeah, over and over again, over and over again. I just think that after he won the, the uh, was it the heavyweight championship, I feel, this is my opinion, I feel Antonio like he- Tarver? Huh? Against Antonio Tarver? So, so here's, here's my thought about that. I feel like Roy should have just taken a year off just so he could come down and wait. He should have just yeah. taken a year off because to fight in four or five, six months, Remember, he's losing muscle. Yeah, that's hard. Like you, you can't, you can't do that. Like that's th- th- you have to do that safely. I think he should have just took a year off before he jumped in there with Tarver um, and, and, and had that fight. I think that would have been dope for him to go back down and do it the right way to help his uh, career out, uh, to get the win and then continue the c- campaign at uh, light heavyweight. Nah, I agree. I definitely agree on that. All right, so what current fighters do you watch? Do you like watching? Javante. Okay. Um, Jamal Charlo, as you seen uh, mm-hmm. last week. Um, I was watching, I still watch him. Uh, Tia Fimo, uh, Devin Haney. Uh, I like watching them. Uh, but, and then Shakir. I got, I can't, I can't, I can't. Oh, and Bud too, Bud too. But my, uh, I say my current fighter top, Current fighter is is Bud Terrence Crawford. Yeah, I just like the way he uh he break down fighters. He, he he's a scientist in there. He he know how to break you down. And regardless, I, it's more people saying that they feel like Errol will be him, mm-hmm. but I I don't I don't see it. I, I've been studying his his previous fights. I'm like, man, this man. If he make the smallest mistake, I feel like uh Terrence Crawford gonna adapt to that and see see that. But it, it's gonna be it's definitely gonna be a good fight regardless. Oh yeah. Be oh yeah, they 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 gonna fight. They gonna they fight. fight yeah. They gonna fight because, um, for as long as they're boxing, mm-hmm. Bud don't mind boxing, but he turns from the boxer to the counter puncher very easily. Yeah, he has a very deep toolbox when it comes to that. And and if I don't think Errol's gonna, I don't think Errol's gonna box. I think Errol's gonna go, go in there and, and fight. Sure. Yeah, he he, you ain't gonna you ain't gonna box with with Bud not all night. Mm-hmm. Not know. all night. That's I what he do. He's he's standing there, throw them body shots. He love them body shots. Errol Spence. So he gonna he gonna stay in the inside. I feel like the whole time and try to counter uh, while he in there. But I don't think Bug gonna allow. He gonna be fighting around him, moving around him yeah. the whole time and adapting to that style. And then close, probably close to the end, he see him making a mistake. He gonna probably start try, try to stay in there. Yeah, yeah. It's gonna be a, it's gonna be a great fight. Hopefully, we get that this really- year. I want I that so, fight. I hope so too. Why they? Why they still both on a they they high horse right now? Yeah. They need that to happen. Not yeah. like a Pacquiao and Mayweather type type deal. We don't. No, nah, that, that came that came later. That's why I told somebody. I said I hope we don't get a a, a Pacquiao Mayweather situation. It, it happens ten years down the line. So so have you had a chance to be in the gym with Bud? Uh, I haven't had a chance to be in the gym with Bud. Um, I have with Mayweather uh, going to this gym because. Uh, when I was in college, he actually funded our team. He 
he uh, paid for our trips to nationals and um, things like that. Been in the gym with Javante, uh, Devin Haney, been in the gym with them. Then Roley too. Uh, he always comes to all the amateur fights and things of that nature. But yeah, I, I look up to uh, Mayweather, contrary to what uh, people believe. He, Mayweather, he, Floyd's dope, man. Uh, don't. Nah, he's dope. A lot of people think he's selfish, but he, he actually look out for the community. He definitely is. Listen, Floyd is a guy who knows himself and only worries about what he wants to do and how he's done it. This is a guy who has sacrificed his life for a living. He ain't worried about what these people think, man. He 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 ain't worried about what these people think. This man has made a living. Like he said, he made over he made boxing over a billion dollars. He don't have to worry about what nobody else is thinking. Yeah. And it would be crazy. It would be kind of silly of him to do all that and then turn around and be worried about what other people are thinking about him. That's crazy to be caring what somebody else is thinking. Especially when you had that much of an impact on boxing itself. Big facts. Big facts. Did, did you did, did, did he ever give you any tips or anything, Floyd? Uh, more so his dad. Because when we was when um he was um at the gym with us, actually we went over to uh, TMT gym. He he was just he was sparring, getting ready for uh like what fight was that? I think it was the Pacquiao fight. We was there. He just told um all the UNLV uh boxes to come over there to watch him spar, and then we just just watched him, just learn from um there. But okay. he uh specifically he didn't give me tips. His dad gave me tips and uh just commented on my speed and stuff, saying I need to just keep going with the boxing and don't let it go. Yes, sir. Once you once you stick your once you stick your foot in the water, man, you just kind of just just go just run with it. Just yeah. with it. don't give it up. You just got to stay focused and dedicated. So tell me about this whole the, the your motivational speaking and your motivational calls. You said you went to school for the school of communication, radio and things like that. And you decided to do that. What was it that triggered the notion or the, the idea for you? So I'm going to tell you the idea of how flex came about. OK, uh, flex stands for fear limits, excellence. I wanted, uh, coming into college, I had a dream. I was like, man, I want to get a t-shirt brand, but I also had a dream. I wanted to be a boxer. I wanted people to believe that you can be whatever you want to be. I'm a person coming from all the way from uh, Maryland, traveling across the country to come to Las Vegas just to chase the dream of being a boxer. People thought, my mom, I say my parents thought, um, I just wanted to come to school to be an engineer, but I'm like, I'd rather come to Vegas because that's the fight capital of the world. I can really do what I want to do out there. And uh, UNLV had a boxing program. So I'm like, man, I might as well try to make the effect, the biggest effect I can. So I, I created the brand Flex to, to to show that I would never give up. Like I came all the way here for a reason. Like I yeah. want people to, to feel my my energy, my uh, motivation, to feel that you can do whatever you want to be, no matter what obstacles you come from or obstacles in a way, you can still hop over those hurdles to get to where you want to go. So that's how Flex came along. And I just want to inspire people. I want to, I want to show people. I don't want to just tell people, oh yeah, you should uh, do this. I want people to see by my actions that you can do the same thing I'm doing. Like whatever, whatever you want to do, whatever area is that's uh, being a speaker, being a boxer, like I'm still going after my dreams after I done graduated, had a child, like I'm the main character to my own movie. So I want people to believe that. Yes, sir. And it's very important that people believe them, believe in themselves and, and follow their dreams, regardless of what anybody else is saying, your family, friends, whoever. Tune that shit up. Man, these people don't know what they're talking about. And a lot yeah, of times like, it's just people sometimes they uh they got their own pre um 
how can I say it? They got their own little notions that they have uh, been raised by and they, they stick with that way of thinking. And you can't let that way of thinking get into you because that's how, like, the um when I, I went for nationals, um I had my parent, my own parents told me, oh, I don't think you should do this because you don't got no coach going out there with you. You don't got the money. But I'm like, I believe so much in myself that I'm going to hop on this plane, even though I don't got the money for the plane ticket or um, <laughs> having the money for the Airbnb I stayed at. I'm like, man, I'm, I, I see I'm going to do this. And that's what I did, regardless of what people were thinking. People, they don't, they don't sometimes they, they just don't know what's, what's, what's in you. And they, they, they look over past that until something happens. So it's like, why, why you on the, uh, the struggle train, people don't really be um, on you like that until you really make something happen of it. So it's, it's, some of those same people, man, you got to chalk it up to this as well. Some of the same people that don't believe in you or they laugh about what you're doing or they talk about uh, what you're trying to achieve, they never done nothing. They damn self. Yeah, yeah, that's true. They never done nothing. They damn self. And the other ones that uh, if it's not that, they're just jealous because they never decided to, to walk, step out on faith and do whatever it was that they wanted to do. So now they look at you, they're going, what? Why would you want to do that? Well, why would not? Everything, everything happens in the theater of the mind. The same way that movies come out, right? When movies come out, you get a preview of what's to come in an actual movie. So your brain can give you a preview of your actual dream. You just need to take the steps to make sure that the full movie, the full series, the full documentary is put together well. And a lot of people they don't even know how to, they don't know how to <clears throat> excuse me they don't know how to act on those things. No, so so to a certain degree you kind of just for me you have to excuse people like that man and just go about your your daily routine in your life and 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 live for yourself because you can't live for them especially now for you having a young child you can't you can't be worried about what other people are thinking about and what they're talking about. So moving moving forward are are you pro yet? I'm not pro yet. I'm still amateur. Um, okay. I had the choice to go to pro route, but I'm like, I, I want to make the most of this amateur. Um, my my amateur name, I want to be known as Flex everywhere. So I'm like, I might as well just continue with the amateur because my biggest goal uh, when I was younger is to go to the Olympics. So I'm going to make every effort I want to to make it to the Olympics, fight as much as I can um, to make it there. And I I believe I'm gonna make it there. So I just gotta stay consistent. And um, that's the biggest thing, staying consistent and keeping that fire burning. Sometimes in life, it's like the fire can fizz out and then you get it back, but you gotta keep it there. And it's like, it's really who you're surrounded by, for real. Yeah. Um, my brother, I feel like my oldest brother is my, uh, he keep me on my, my toes with everything. He makes sure I'm on top of it, regardless of what's around me, what I'm going through, like having a child, that. That can really, uh, it can cause it to fizz out a little bit in, the, in its own way because you got to take care of another being. You got to put your energy into another human being. It's like, you really take a lot out of yourself to do that. But yeah. you got to realize that you, what he looking up to, you want him to realize he can be a superhero too. Like, because you you don't know who you're affecting by your action of trying to be great. So you, I, I feel like me trying to be great is really more of a lesson than me always been in his face but i i'm showing him that he can stand be sent he can stand for something in his future so i feel like that's the biggest lesson i, I want to teach him to be whatever he want to be yes sir and he's walking in your footsteps so he's seeing he's seeing what you're doing by action 
And now he know he'll he'll be able to follow the same road. And you'll have someone to directly help him out and, and tell him how how things should go. Man, look, listen, part of your success is based on the fire that burns inside of you. So the things that you use to motivate yourself coming from trial, tribulation, negativity, whatever it is, you got it. It's all it's always in you. All you got to do is use that, that I don't give a fuck or, or whatever it is that burns, that angers you. All you got to do is use that to keep the fire lit and do boxing and, and finish out your college career and everything else like that. Um, so far in the amateurs, how far, what, what's your record currently? Uh, I am right now, what am I, eight and five? Okay. Eight and five right now. Yep. All right. What, so, what weight or weights do you fight uh, out? I fought, I started off college. I started off at 125, which is the worst decision of my life. I was light, just, just, just uh, all energy depleted of me. I, um, I had most of my fights at probably 139, though. I feel like I felt good at 139. I fought at 32 too, but um, it, that that was solid. I felt in shape and everything, super fast. But 139 is where I feel comfortable at. Um, and it's it's a lot of competition too at, at 139, and I. I like fighting at 139. Definitely. Yeah, I was gonna say 132 is usually a good is a is a is a good one. Yeah, 132 is usually a good one. Yeah, it's a, it's a good it's a good spot. It definitely is. Um, well, I had my I uh, fought in nationals at 139. Uh, but two years out of my um three years I, I fought in there and I I did I did pretty good. I just got that my my junior year I got disqualified for um low blows and. That affected me. I thought it was body shots, but they called it as low blows, so they took took three points away from me, and that that affected me from going back, uh, from losing, from uh, winning that. So mm. I was like, go back the next year, and I'm, I'm gonna get everything right. And I was, man, I, it was a burning desire. I feel like once you take a once you take a L or a lesson, a loss, like for me, that burning desire gets me back to where I need to be. Like people may look down on the loss or whatever, but it's just like life. When, when you take an L, you gotta. It's a, it's a, it's a, it's a um, point in your life that can either bring you down or gonna take you up. You yeah. can use that uh, that fire to keep you going, or you can learn. You can use that fire to that fire can just be watered out, and you yeah. don't want what you don't want it to be watered out. You wanted that fire just to keep on burning to make you want it even more. Losses aren't a bad thing, man. Everybody suffers them. Everybody. Yeah. Everybody. Roy Jones was robbed of being a gold medalist, right? They gave it to a guy that didn't deserve it. Uh, the only reason he got it was because they was in Korea and then the judges said that, well, we thought Roy would have won on the other cards, so we just we just tried to make it fair. But why would you do that? If, if your job is to make sure that the right person's person won, you shouldn't have done that. It should have been a Roy. Roy got the silver medal. medal. Same thing happened to, to Floyd, right? Yeah. Floyd got the silver medal. Look what, look what they turned out to be. Monsters. <laughs> Monsters, big time. And again, sometimes you need those type of L's to say, I never let no shit like that happen to me again. And not leave it in the hands of the judges. Nope. Nope. E- even though, regardless of that, neither one of their fights was in the hands of the judges. It, it, it was, wasn't. It was paid, they was paid off. It yeah. Like- Some something 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 was something was was very fishy with those situations. Uh, yeah, Shakur, Shakur went was a was a silver medalist too, right? Yeah, he was. Yeah. Yeah, yep. so. you see what he doing now. <laughs> and, and he talking big shit. Nah, he is he big definitely. shit. Cause I I think he's he's figuring it out. Like yo, I'm about y- y'all have no idea. 
Like I, I'm, I'm about to, I'm about to cut loose on y'all. And you, I hear it, I hear it in them, cause I know, yeah. I know certain guys. It's a certain level of confidence in their voice when they're projecting. You can hear it, and it's like, oh yeah, he got it. He, he, nah, he, he, he got to figure it out. He definitely. I feel like him and uh, Terrence and uh, Shakira got similar styles. Mm-hmm. They will break you down, man. They, they, they pick at you, and then just, just break you down when they see they, they spot that blood. They break you down, man. Did you ever get a Did you ever get a chance to spar with any of those guys, uh, Devin Haney or Shakur? I didn't get a, a chance to spar with them, but um, I spar. I usually spar with the guy named Kevin Johnson. I don't know if you know about him. Uh, he's a He's a one of the TMT fighters. Um, he, he's out here. Uh, my coach kind of manages manages him and stuff. So he's, he's great work. Probably gave me the best work I ever had. Honestly speaking. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So you're enjoying your journey so far then? Yes. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Have you started? Do you got your website? Give your website and all your information out for, for your yeah. business, man. So my website is flex2success.com. Flex built with two X's like my shirt. Um, definitely check us out. We got um, Crocs coming out this summer. Uh, more T-shirts. And then we also got we got the slides, man. We got slides. If you need some slides, get there you some go. Slides. We got black, red, pink. All the colors you need. We here. Fear limits excellence, and I want people to believe in that. So when you wear our stuff, you feel invincible, like you can do anything you put your mind to. There you go. Talk your shit, man. Talk yeah, your shit, good. young man. Talk yes, your sir. shit. You got to, man. So so what fights do you look forward to as far as pro pro boxing? What fights are you looking forward to? Man, I'm I'm looking forward to the Roly and uh, Javante, but I, I know how I, I already know how that fight is going to turn out. Honestly speaking, but I'm still looking forward to it just to see. Uh, I, I still got I got Javante winning by knockout, but I, I, it's still going to be an entertaining fight to see. You think he's going to get the knockout? I'm almost certain. I feel like he he's going to get that knockout. Yeah. <laughs> I, I've seen Javante work like uh, even when I was in Georgia. I, I um. I seen them fight in person in the amateurs and, and stuff because we fought on the same show, a couple shows um together, and he's just a beast. He, he another one here break you down, but his his breakdowns are even crucial, <laughs> even more crucial. <laughs> so it's like, I feel like in that fight, Roley gonna come out with power, of course. Um, Javante got the experience to stay away from it. He ain't he ain't gonna. He got a chin enough to withstand. That power, but he he not gonna put himself in jeopardy to be hit by a lot of shots by that. So he gonna end up breaking them down. Uh, I give it round around round five or so. <laughs> <laughs> I say round five. He gonna he gonna stop. Him. That's just me. That's this my that's my opinion. But all respect to Roley. I respect the man. Uh, I, I see him a lot in Vegas. He definitely um is out here and I'm supportive and everything. But I still see Javante. Uh, with a stoppage. Yeah, I, I I think it's gonna be a beat down. I don't think I think it, the KO may come, but I feel like he's just gonna he's gonna he's gonna beat Roley. I think yeah. he's gonna I think he's gonna I think he's gonna like like truly break Roley down yeah. and then go for the KO. But he may he may just he may just make it quick, fast, and in a hurry. I, but I I feel like this is a type of fight that that he just. He just busts Roly up and then just like gets him out of there. I agree, man. I just don't. I I think Javante just got too much skill. Uh, mm-hmm. Honestly, even though the last fight he um it went the full rounds, but he, he was challenged, but he still 
was in there. Like he, he was in there using his skill, his boxing ability. He had yeah, to. And he broke he broke his hand. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That too. Yep, he did. He broke his hand. So around what right around nine or ten, you know, he yeah. stopped. You you saw him pull away. He he stopped engaging in a in a in a in a in a, uh, in a fight with uh with Cruz. So he, he started yeah. he started backing off and using his jab a little bit more. And then I when he shook his hand, I was like, oh, there it is. Yeah. There it is. And then you saw you saw at the end of uh what was it, round eleven, right before they went to round twelve, the ref said, if you go back and watch it on Showtime, the ref said to him, he said, I know that the hand is hurt, but still protect yourself. All right. And he told him like that, and he walked off. I said, "Oh, so even the ref know that your hand is hurt." Oh, yeah. Go back and watch it. Even the ref know. Part, yeah, yeah. Go back he and just, watch it. He's just gonna adapt. Like he, he got the experience to adapt. Like he just got he got so many tools in his toolbox. It's, it's I don't see that fight going to full. <laughs> and he's a he's another young kid with over two hundred and fifty amateur fights yeah. as well. Yeah. Yeah. So this is no guy that just like the power is there because he knows how to catch you. Like he knows what he's looking for. He knows how to set it up and he knows how to, how to make things very simple for himself and, and, and use you against you. But um, yeah, that's going to be a brutal. That's going to be brutal. I think it's going to be brutal. I do too. I, I believe the same thing, man. Only thing I can see uh, happening if at the beginning, um, if it's like in the first three rounds, if some surprisingly Roley able to get a knock, he can land a good punch, he can possibly knock him out. But I I can see uh Javante sitting through all that. Like he Yeah. He just, he just <clears throat> it's um and it's no disrespect to Roley. I think Roley got some retarded strength. I think he yeah. got that retarded type of strength. You know what I mean? But um the stuff that he he has to do. He has to plant a lot of the times. Like he has to plant his feet and like dig into the canvas to let those shots go. And that ain't happening, man. He's gonna he gonna miss. Uh with Javante, he just gonna move out of the way. <laughs> and that's gonna make uh Roley tired doing all that. Especially with a uh with somebody that's moving on you and still trying to box you. God like, bless. He might, he might bring, I don't think he's gonna box. I think he's just gonna bring it to him. <laughs> you think so? You think they he's gonna go right to him? I, I think so, honestly. I, mm. He could he could do it early. You never know. Javante, he'll switch it up on you. He might do it early based on their little they heat they got going on. So I don't know. And it's real. Like, they don't like each other. Yeah, they don't. That's what I'm saying. And, and I think it was more so Roley antagon, antagonizing him to the point where Javante was just like, all right, I'm, I'm sick and fucking tired of him, dude. Let, let, let's just get it over with. Exactly, because he, he honestly, Javante don't really have no reason to fight Rose. None. <laughs> None whatsoever. He don't got nothing to prove with, with fighting him, but he doing it. He doing it. Yeah. All right. So that's that's one fight. Davis versus Romero. What's another one? Of course, uh Terrence Crawford and uh Errol Spence. <laughs> Man, that's gonna be the fight of the what <laughs> I say the fight of the year for sure. That's I think it might. Fight. I think it might be the fight of the decade. Yeah, it could. It could be the fight of the decade. Who other fight was pretty good? And you got, you got, you got Bud in that fight. I got Bud. Mm. I got one of my homies. We going, we go back and forth. We got bets going on about it. And he, he think Errol Spence going to do it. I'm like, 
Yeah, he do hit hard though, as you seen with you guys. He hit hard. That man hit hard. It don't hit the same spot until it, he breaks something. Yeah, and, and like I tell people all the time, like when when you watch Errol, Errol is a good Errol is a is a is good enough to box you, but Errol wants to fight. He likes to fight, yeah. He wanna fight. And you can tell like when Errol is fighting, he hits everything. He hits everything. He hits the neck, the head, the arms, the gloves, the shoulder, your, your, your collarbone. He hit everything. He don't leave nothing. He don't. When they say that boy a dog, that boy is a dog. When he eats, he eats. <laughs> he, eat. he definitely eat. I don't take nothing from him. Mm-mm. Uh a good fight with him though is him and Porter, man. That was the fight. If Porter did not fall at the end, if he did not, his uh, gloves didn't hit the ground. That would, man, that fight would have been even closer than what it was. Super that close. Was it was super fight. close until that point. You know. That that was a good fight. That was that was one of the great fights too. That's a great fight. It's going down in history for sure. And, and that's also a fight where Errol got baited into a fight. Yeah, he did. He did. I, I think he low-key probably underestimated Porter, okay? <laughs> I feel like but a lot of people do, honestly. No, I think I think Sean, everybody knows what Sean is. Everybody knows what he is. You know what I mean? There's very few fights that Sean can say he went out there and boxed the guy and won, except for the fight with Ugas. And people think he lost that fight. Yeah, yeah, definitely did. You know what I mean? So you you take that fight, then you go to Mikey Garcia fight with, with Arrow. They they talked Errol into boxing. Yeah, he did. You ain't never seen nobody do that with uh, Bud. You can't talk Bud into doing shit. No, you can't. <laughs> he gonna stick it to his game plan and keep keep it that way. <laughs> yep. You think you gonna box? All right, I'm gonna bang. You think you yeah, gonna bang? Yeah. All right, I'm gonna box. Oh you, oh, oh, you wanna box again? All right, I'm gonna counter punch. Let's see how this shit go. Him and Gamboa, man. That man. <laughs> that fight. Ooh. He, he, just a, he just a dog. Terrence Crawford, he, yeah. he adapt to you and then he'll break you down. That's all I can say. What did you think of that Charlo Castano fight? He, all I said was a line in it the whole time. <laughs> Charlo, he, 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 he a dog. Jamal, he, he, he definitely, he a dog. He stood there. He stayed in there. He was count. He was countering and shooting right in the in the pocket. Like he he was right there for him, but. Uh, Castano, he he a dog too. He he definitely a dog. I can't take nothing from him, even though he, no. he got knocked out. But both of them, they 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 styles are great for one another. That's why they needed to make that fight happen again because it it was too much left unsaid in that uh first fight. Definitely yeah. was. And Castano started coming forward with his hands open like that. I'm like, what are yeah. you doing, fam? Like J- Jamel has a jab, bro. Like yeah. He can knock your head back with that shit, man. And with just a jab. With yeah. just a jab, yeah. Knock your head back or knock you out with a jab. So Or knock you down. Like, them two brothers, like, the twins are strong as shit, man. You got to be careful with them. Nah, they both be- are strong. And they, they both fundamentally sound. Mm-hmm. Like, they they got their fundamentals down pat of boxing. They definitely do. Yeah. But I, I do want to see... uh. Uh, them fight probably Canelo. I know Canelo don't want that fight, but <laughs> Canelo, <gonna> fight. <laughs> he ain't gonna take that. Is it too much of a risk? Nah, yeah, it's too much of a risk. Like you said, like you just said, they're very, they're good basic boxers. They know yeah. how to do that shit. And a uh, difference with them is, and there's no disrespect to Callum Smith, Caleb Plant, or any of them guys. They can punch. Now they can. 
They definitely can punch. They can they've, punch. They've shown it throughout their whole career. They can punch. <laughs> and especially Big Charlo. Maul, Ma- yeah, Jamal. Yeah, Jamal is – nah, he, he a whole – he a, he a different breed. <laughs> yeah, that's that's big, Charlo. Like you, yeah, you you, nah, you, you, you hit him, and please ex, please know that it's gonna be some shit coming back. Some at some point he gonna he gonna return fire. So uh, I think I think Canelo would give him a, a a hell of a show though. If if tell if Canelo's in top top condition, top shape, I believe he can give him a run. I agree. I I want that fight to happen. That's another good fight that that would be great. It'd be uh probably close to uh how that triple G and Canelo was. That was a good fight, believe it or not. That the first one for sure. The first one I gave to Golovkin. Golovkin won that fight. Either. I did too. I did too. It's like each round he low key just got better and better and better. Like I'm like, dang. He, he he was doing he was doing this stuff. But the second one, I feel like Canelo just figured him out. Yeah, and you you said you wanted a Mexican style fight, so I'm gonna come forward. And I'm yeah. expecting you to come for it with me. And that's yeah. not what Golovkin did. He backed up. He stayed on his back foot and he tried, he tried to use a jab. And that, that's not that's not what was cooking that night. That's not he what was. was cooking. Canelo was on it. Yeah, he was. Yeah, he was stepping up into the po- he was stepping up into the pocket, getting into his chest, getting his shots off, and getting out of there. Yeah, that was a that was a great fight. Um that definitely went down in history. I remember the first one. I was like, "That this fight close. It's super close." <laughs> no, I had, I had I had Golovkin. Run, I had Golovkin running away with that fight. The first yeah, one. Yeah. yeah, but they they did it. It was a tie, right? That one. It was a draw, according oh, yeah. to the to the official scores. It was a draw, but you know, if you if you think of how I'm thinking, that was all money. You know, they gave it to the money man. Nah, he was a money man. Yeah. Yeah, of course. What do you think of what do you think of David Benavidez? He a dog too. <laughs> he another dog. Yeah. Benavidez and uh, Jamal Charlo. Man, that what you think about that fight? That's they, a, that's nah. gonna they gonna they gonna fight. Yeah. They gonna fight. Nah, they, they gonna who, fight. You, who you got on that fight though? Man, don't do this to me, man. <laughs> don't do this to me, dude. After that, after that win like, was last night. Now, nah, well, that was David Lemieux, and no disrespect to David Lemieux. I think David Lemieux is a good power puncher, uh, but David Benavidez is a, is a, is, a, is a, like 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 Tyson said, he's the Mexican monster. You know what I mean? And, yeah, he definitely. Is. And, and you can't do. Look, I got I got David. Yeah, David. I got David. I got David. If that fight were to happen, I got David. Yeah, I'm ready to see it though. I'm definitely ready. I want. I got Jamal, but I'm ready. I'm ready Jamal. to see it. Yeah, I'm ready to see it. But based on based on uh Benavidez, his speed, man, for being that being that being that heavy, that man is he can throw some hands. <laughs> yeah, yeah, bro. I'm a I'm a go back and watch his last three fights. Even though no disrespect to none of the fighters, even though they aren't the top competition, go back and watch how he jabs. Yeah, you do go have to watch how he jabs. Yeah. It's like a spear. It go out there and it come back. He he throws laser sharp punches and he gets them back. You know what yeah. I mean? But just, just, dude, he he's a bad he's a bad dude, man. I love watching him because they say, oh, he just comes for and he throws punches. All right, but if you're paying attention, like man, David a bad dude, man. You got a mixture of power and speed. Yeah, you have you have both of those. It's, 
it's really hard to stop you. <laughs> you can't you can't be stopped. You ain't gonna let nobody really get in there because you already you too busy. <laughs> yeah, he's a busy fighter. He definitely is. And he throws every punch with the intent to hurt you. Every punch, even a jab. Yeah, he do. Even a jab when he hit Lemieux with that jab and his head almost hit the uh hit, hit his hit his the back hit hit his back. I was like, God damn. Yeah, he got a nice jab. Yeah. Yeah. It'd be a good fight though. I'm ready. That's another great fight that just that we, yeah. we the people need to see. <laughs> yeah, I, I love I love Big Charlo. I love Big Charlo. But David, man, I've been riding with David for a very long time, man. Ever since I saw him capture that uh WBC title, I was like, yeah. oh, yo, this this dude might have something right here, man. And then I, I just paid attention to every fight after that. But, you know, when you don't see guys getting fights and they calling guys out and you start calling somebody. I'm from the old school. When somebody start calling you a pussy and a bitch, you know, you got, you got to respond. Yeah, you do. You know what I mean? So I would love I, I, I would love to see that fight happen. But before that, I would like to see Benavidez fight uh, Caleb Plant. I think that would be a dope fight. No, it would. It definitely would, based on styles. But I still have. I got Benavidez with that one. Yeah, you know, you know, that's gonna be destruction right there. Yeah, it it is. <laughs> I feel like it is. He's gonna break him down. Mm-hmm. I don't. I don't. Caleb yeah. Brandt, he's a great boxer. He he can box. He he's slick, very slick, and can move. But yeah, he's he's really good. Like he's a really good, really good boxer. Really fast. He has some explosive punches, but nah. He, he not, not that night. He got a he got a chin, so it's like he don't got enough power to really do nothing to him. He he ain't gonna he gonna just sit there like, come on, that's all you got. Yeah, yeah, yeah dog. Yeah, and that's the other thing about David is David does he does work out. His conditioning is really really good. Mm. He has really good conditioning. Tell me about that. As far as conditioning, how often do you do strength and conditioning? So I do strength and conditioning, uh, I say about five days out of the week. I make sure I run five days out of the week at least. Uh, that's in order for me to even prove to myself that I'm in shape. <laughs> I got I to gotta run at least five times out of the week um, in the gym, make sure I'm doing my, uh, my push-ups, my sit-ups. When you say run, when you say run, what are you doing? Uh, running like running about four to six miles um, a day uh, just to make sure my – my cardio's there and uh, doing a mixture of sprints at least two to three times out of the week um, to make sure I can have them explosive moments in my fights. Um, but but I, I feel like uh, doing more of the jogging um, at, at a faster pace really helps me. Uh, just trying to make sure I'm under seven minutes uh, a mile. That, that, that kinda, that's kind of my uh, like mental push okay. trying to get myself to where I need to be because I know the average fighter is probably trying to stay around like seven to eight minutes a mile so I'm just trying to beat that beat that level trying to get as close as to uh five minutes to six minutes as possible uh, especially when fight time comes approaches just trying to uh beat myself doing training camp I yeah. yeah yeah and do and then how often do you hit the weights um I hit I usually do uh like calisthenics I do uh more okay. pressure because I feel like when I hit the weights, I, I get slower. I may hit a little harder, but I don't like my speed's been my speed been uh kind of like fondered with a little bit. I don't I don't really like that. So the, I, I, the reaction time is slow. Reaction time is kind of slower. Uh, things of that nature. So I just try to uh do like if I do I have the small dumbbells, just shadow box with that. 
Um, but I don't, I don't really lift too much weights. I do more body weights. Okay. Well, you don't have to. You don't have to lift heavy, man. You just have to give do enough to give you some resistance. You know, to push yeah. the muscles. Yeah, I feel you on that, man. No, definitely. Do you do any swimming? I haven't been lately, but uh, I, I do it from time to time. Uh, I feel like it is a, a something that's great to do when uh, get ready for fights. When I fought in nationals, that's what I, I was doing uh, swimming. Cause I used to I used to be a swimmer in, in high school. Uh, actually, it was close to being state state level, but I ended up doing track this uh, my senior year where I was supposed to go to state. But um, swimming is something I, I do keep close to me because I I do realize the impact on your body when uh, you're in that ring because it gives you that condition like no other. Yeah, definitely, definitely. If there was any fighters that you could get some sparring with, who would it be? It'd probably be Devin Haney for real. Yeah. Because. Uh, I feel like he's gonna really challenge me uh to to be where I wanna wanna get to and I can learn a lot from his style of fighting. And also I say Shakira another one. Cause I I like uh his his strategicness when he uh when he fights. Okay. Man, so and I'm I'm quite sure you have against uh Cambosis. You got Haney. <clears throat> yeah, I got Haney. I got Haney, but I, I I'm not underestimating Cambosis. Uh, I just feel like um Devin Haney can adapt to his style of fighting. He he know how to get dirty if he needs to. Both of them know how to get dirty, but I feel like uh, Devin Haney can get even more dirty if he needs to uh, to win the fight. Yeah. So here's something I'm, I, I did, and people are saying no one picked him. Mm-hmm. Against Lopez, against Teofimo Lopez, I picked Cambosis. God on God on his truth, I picked Cambosis. I was like, I don't think I don't think Tio can get past him. I said, I said he uh, Tio has had too many distractions leading up to that fight. Remember, the fight had gotten canceled a couple times. Uh, they had to re they had to reschedule and reschedule and reschedule, and then they had to go take it to another network. And the whole time that all this is going on, Tio was out here saying all type of crazy stuff, doing all type of running around, putting a duck on his head and everything like that. And I was just like, dude, you need to be in a gym. Nah, he was too. He was too into himself that during that time he was on his pedestal and he he, he thought nobody can knock him down. That was and a dangerous place to be at that time. Very dangerous, and and I get it. You just beat Lomachenko, who was yeah. the number one guy in your division, but you hadn't you hadn't proved nothing. Yeah, you hadn't proved nothing. And to me, I felt like if they would have ever made the rematch, I feel like Loma would have got you back. I I agree. I strongly agree. I don't. I feel like he wasn't. He, I feel like he was. He was too small. Little Chico was looking too small in that fight. I feel like it over there, but I don't. I don't think he was throwing enough combos in that fight uh, that he usually do. I don't know what was going on with him that fight, but I feel he like waited he was, too late. He started yeah. too late. Yeah, he definitely did. Yeah, he definitely tried to start too late. But he started you know, too late, and by the time like the seventh, eighth, ninth round, like why are you waiting to the end to put the pressure on a guy who's already up five or six rounds? It's too late. Yeah, it definitely is. It's too late. Like I know, I know you're the the better boxer, and 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 you have a, a wealth of knowledge and a deep toolbox, but it's just too late at that point. And then Tiafimo is still fresh. You know, he's fast, he, he's powerful, he's explosive. And now you got to go to the inside. And every time you walk in, he uppercut your ass. So, That's like, exactly what's happening. 
you, you waited too late. Like, why would you start? Why would you start that late? You should have came out from Bill One and got your warm up, got got yourself nice and ready, and cruised to the rest of the fight. But you didn't do that. Um, but yeah, I got I got I got Devin Haney in that fight. I don't believe. Well, I, it's not that I don't believe. I think Cambosis is a great fighter. Um, I did pick him to beat Tiafimo, but I think Cambosis in this fight, like you said, whatever he wants to do, Devin will match it. And he will match it by inches and, and, and start to pace and cruise ahead of you. They yeah, said he couldn't yeah. take a punch. Then he fought, who was that, Linares, and he got hit one good time. And everybody made the biggest fuss about it. Oh, my God, he got hit. One punch, bro. Yeah, yeah, you can't. That's he it? Still, he, still, he still was able to recover and get it back. <laughs> and, 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 and it was a shutout. He was pitching a shutout at that point. So, like, what? who cares? Then he fought Jojo Diaz. He stood in the pocket with Jojo, right? So whatever they want to do, Devin, Devin can do it. We, my only problem with that fight, well, not a problem, is uh, I am hoping my issue with that is that it's not an issue, is that the judging is correct because he's going over there to a foreign land and you don't know. Oh, yeah. you, know you just don't know. I'm not saying they will, but you just don't know. Typically what happens, though. <laughs> Yes, we saw them. We saw them rob Pacquiao. I, I had Pacquiao winning that fight against uh, Jeff Horn, and somehow Pacquiao lost. So, yeah. Now that's gonna be a good fight. I can't both so you can't underestimate them though. No, I feel no. like nah. I, I still, I just feel like it's gonna be a good fight. Um, I don't see nobody stopping nobody. I feel like it's going, it's gonna go the whole fight. It just like you said. Uh, Devin Handy gonna win by inches each round. I feel like he's gonna do it just a little bit more than what Cambosos can do. Cause he can move. He he's just an all-around boxer. He he can do it. He can yeah. do whatever Camboso can do better. I feel like. Yeah. <laughs> he ain't gonna he ain't gonna sit there like he ain't gonna sit there with you like Tiafimo was doing. He ain't, he ain't gonna just sit there the whole time with you, and just do that. He's gonna box with you. Yeah, and I think it was some other issues with Tiafimo, like the his corner, like they were all unorganized or something, you know the guy not putting the ice on his face and the, the inswell, I should say, putting the inswell on him. And it was just a whole bunch of shit going on in that fight. But, but uh, I, I wish Devin a bit. I ain't wishing nothing. I, I got Devin. I got Devin. Yeah. I ain't wishing shit. I, I got Devin in that fight. You know, there, there ain't no wishing. Yeah. This is going to be a good fight for sure. Uh, I, 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 I low key. Like, I got Devin just because I, I still look, I look up to him, but I based on the style and speed, can both they they very similar. I don't know who I got yet. Matter of fact, I don't know who I got yet. I don't know who I got yet. <laughs> I got I got Devin, man. Yeah, I got yeah, Devin. Yeah. I believe it'll go. I believe it'll go all twelve rounds, and Devin will just mark them up. Yeah, yeah, I can see that. I can see that happening though. Definitely can. How soon do you envision yourself getting to the Olympics or the Olympic trials? So it got to happen within the next year, honestly speaking. Um, my goal is to fight in the uh, Worlds in September of next year uh, as the World Championship uh, ones. And I think the um, Olympic trials is after that, uh, closer to the summer time. So I want to fight in the Worlds and qualify, at least get uh, a silver medal, at least a silver medal um, there, uh, just to put my name out there a little bit more and then uh, fight in the Olympic trials and Win that so I can uh, make it to the Olympics. Cool, cool. Is there anything that you would like to change the way 
change about the way that the uh, amateur program is set up? I, I can't, yeah, I say politics, but mm-hmm. you can't really change politics because it's always going to be there. Regardless, amateur got the biggest, most biggest politics in the sport of boxing. He's even more than, I feel like, in the, um, in, than in the pros. Um, if, if they, they got a favorite fighter, they'll give it to him over the person. If, it, if it's close, if it's close, they got a favorite. Yeah. Home gym or maybe a fighter that, just got their name up there. Even if the fight is closed, they'll give it. They'll give it to. If it's a little bit closed, they'll still give it to the yes. guy. Yes, yes, yeah. full on, full yeah. on. Uh, I've heard about it. I've seen it. I've seen it. I've I've also seen and it's, and no names will be mentioned, but I've seen people that aren't really coaches become you know guys that people are really looking out for. You know, it's just like how is like why 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 is this guy sending this group of guys to fight and those aren't even the best guy. Like, how are y'all doing this? It's crazy. It's crazy. And, and you know, I don't want, I don't want to open up a whole can of worms on that, but you know, like, like when I, when I hear about some of the stuff that's going on, I'm like, it didn't, it's not supposed to be that way. Like this should not be based off who's a friend of who and, and favoritism. Like this should be about the best fighters in America going to going against the world to fight whoever has the best we shouldn't be making this about where this guy's from or or this guy being from my hometown or i like this referee and all this other shit like it should be based based on let's grab the best skill yeah let's get the best skill guys and let's go rock out and i've seen it happen time and time again it could be a fighter that that won by a big margin then they'll still give it to the other guy because it's his home gym. <laughs> yeah. It's crazy. It, yeah. This I song, remember, that's why they say you need to take it out of the hands of the judge. Yeah. You got to fight I, even I, harder. I, and I remember growing up being, seeing some of that shit, like seeing how some of that stuff played out. And you going, what? Like, my yeah. man, I just dinged his whole face up. Like, yeah. how is he? Why do I got to take number two? Yeah, man, that's how it is. And there's nothing you can do. You can contest it, but it ain't much you can do in the amateurs, really. You really can't do much. As you see, Roy Jones to this day still trying to contest against his uh, his Olympic, uh, his fight, uh, which, trying to contest and try to get that back. But you, which you he's, a, I think he's, I think he's supposed to get get it, get it back sometime soon. I, I, I heard that the guy wants to return the medal because he said it's been, it's been a burden for him for the last 25 years or whatever. And look, look how long it took him to do that. Yeah, but why would you wait 25 years, bro? I don't raise kids. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, it's, by that point, it's not even – it's worth it being the fact that you 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 really put your all into it and you really showed that you you won that fight. But yeah. still, just having that, that much time to do that, yeah. 30, 30 years for you to get that back, that's – I'm like, Yeah, that's, that's crazy. It's almost like you're saying – you know, like, all right, I finally, it, it wore off. The magic of it wore off. Yeah. Let me just go ahead and give it to you now. Yeah. But but Roy did very well. Roy was very successful. He had some minor hiccups in his career, but he's still one of the all-time greats. And I don't know how many people will remember that guy from over there. Nah, you won't. You won't. But I feel like he had to. Who would you say the most influential uh, boxer of, of all time? Mark? That's crazy, man, because... 
off of influence, I would have to give you a list of people. Who you got? So the list would be top my top five influential. That's crazy, man. It's like maybe 10. You're gonna make me go down. Okay, look. Damn it, man. All right, let me let me think. Let me think. So I have to go Jack Johnson, Archie Moore, Henry Armstrong, Willie Pep, uh, Sugar Ray Robinson, the original, the OG. All right. Because that's where a lot of guys get their boxing style from. Um, did I say Roy already? No, I don't think you said Roy yet. Roy, all right. So let's throw Roy in there. Roy Jones Jr. Let's throw Marvin Hagler in there. Carlos Monzon. Um, who else would be? Who else would be one? Okay, I, Ali influenced. <laughs> Ali, Ali, but but look, he got what he got from Sugar Ray Robinson. Yeah, he did, he did, he did. Right. He got like he got he got his from because if if you if you do the research and I just give you I hip you hip you to some game now. Sugar Ray Robinson, the original, the OG Sugar, used to move a lot when he boxed. He used to move. So what he figured out was. Oh, I'll have more energy at the end of my fights if I decide to just stop moving so much and just use my feet to go lateral forwards and backwards, right? So that's what he did. He took that part out of his style. And he also realized I have more power now if I just sit on sit down on my shots. Ali said at six foot three, 212 pounds, I'm gonna take that part and can't nobody do that for 12 rounds. Yeah. And he changed it up, so I gotta throw Ali in there, and then and then Tyson. I gotta throw the I gotta throw the Tyson throw those guys in there. Yeah, yeah. yeah my list similar to that yeah, influence. Oh, De La Hoya, he had in this prime, he had influence too. And um, who else? Yeah, I said tight. You got Tyson, Roy Jones, mm-hmm. Sugar Ray. Sugar Ray had some. He had a good amount of influence, but I feel like Roy. I feel like all the times, like in a prime, Roy was that. Right? Roy was, was a dog. Roy, he was, listen, he was dude. <laughs> listen, of all time, if you told me middleweights or just all time fighters, I could only take three three guys to a fight with me. I'm taking Marvin Hagler and I'm taking Roy Jones Jr. And, oh, yeah. gonna, and, and whoever whoever want to get smacked up, let's do it. Yeah, nah, it definitely, definitely would. And then Winky Wright was nice too. He was nice. But Absolutely. That's because that's because Winky wasn't really a flashy dude. He went in and got the job done and went home. Nah, you're right. He definitely he wasn't really flashy like that. But Meldrick Meldrick was un, un, underestimated too. I mean, not underestimated, but um, he didn't get his 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 light his shine like he should have. I felt like based nah, on his. And I think most of that came from. After the 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 Chavez fight, everything kind of just went downhill for him. Yeah, it did. It did. And I yeah. feel like that was the most controversial decision in boxing itself. That fight, man, that is crazy. He he was boxing the whole fight. He only had like four seconds left on the clock. They should have just let him. If he got hit one more time, and, and, 
And look, Richard, Richard Steele was just like, no, 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 no. Right there, man. He could have even because he he went downhill from there. Like if, if he would have took that, he would have had something to hold on to, regardless of him losing losing everything in him. He broke stuff in him like that that you you that can never fix. Yeah. You can never fix in there. Yeah. yeah, I think I think he left a part of him in that ring that night. Yeah, that, that was just that was just lost forever. His soul um, was gone. His his brain. His like brain, yeah. but here's the thing about that fight. No, after the fight, they should have just told him to sit out for a while. Like, yo, just go, go sit out. We'll get you the rematch. We, we'll get you a fight before that, and then we'll get you the rematch. I think they should have just sat him down because that was a hell of a fight for 12 rounds. Man, that was a fight. That but and here's the, the, the thing that bothered me about that fight was why didn't Mildred just box the last two rounds? You was winning. But his corner, I think they was telling him that he he needed the, the last round, low key. I think they he were was, saying that. If I'm not mistaken, he had won. He had won the majority of the round. The whole fight, yeah. He, he was, he was, he just throwing hands on him. He should. They should have just told him to dance, dance, do that. Like May, Mayweather be doing. <laughs> just dance the last round. Let him just try, try to get you and just move around. But man, he he tried to get back in there and brawl with him again. And, and that was the wrong thing to do. And they always say, like, I'm sure you you heard about that. Like, don't don't take no chances if you ain't got to. Like, if you up, you up. Stay there. Like, don't mm-hmm. make make them make the mistakes. You know what I mean? But that after that fight, and then to see the way he just started to the decline, man, that hurt me so bad, man. Watching him like go through that, and then I saw them do an interview, and you could barely understand anything he was saying. Yeah, that was crazy, man. Yeah, it was like he. He had mush in his mouth. Yeah, that's what boxing do to you, especially if you just give your whole life all to it. That's what it happens. But you can't be afraid of that. You got live by the sword and die by it, man. <laughs> it ain't just that, but you also got to be smart about about fighting. You, know, you got to protect you yourself. Now you do. You it's, do. It's, it's it's hit and not get hit. It ain't called knockouts. Nah, it's true. It ain't called knockouts. It's called boxing. You're using a box, the whole ring. Use it to to your advantage. And most guys, a lot of guys out there don't know how to do that, man. That's what Mayweather, he's he, he good at that. And that's why he lasts so long in the sport. <laughs> yes, sir. How often do you work on defense and defensive drills? Um, I try to in- implement that in just about every day now. Okay. Uh, I, I realize I, I'm an offensive fighter, but that's one area I can improve on is my uh, defense, I say. You got to, bro. Yeah. You got to. Like I said, my style is honestly like Meldrick Taylor in his own way. So, I, I but more of my uh, recent fights, I, I've been working on that, being more of a de- defensive fighter and actually uh, while I'm in the inside, moving around and being a little bit, being slicker, not just a, a fighter that's trying to come forward. So just working on that for real. Yeah, you definitely want to be defensively sound, man. You got to work on Make sure that all the tools are sharp. So whenever you need to pull them out, they always there, and, and, and it doesn't. There's nothing that that you that you miss through the course of a fight. You always yeah. want to be sharp as shit when you're in there. Yes, a lot sir. of there, there's certain guys that end up going pro, and they're just like really great offensive fighters, and then they go in there with that one guy. Yeah, and it, it could be early in their career too, and. It's just it just don't transfer over well. Mm-mm. Yeah, 
Mm-mm. I know exactly what you mean on that. Hell yeah, and, and you meet you meet that one guy that just got your number. Next thing you know, you in there getting bip bop bippity boop. You know what I mean? Yeah. And, 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 and that's that's it. It's good night. And then it does something to you, same way it does it to Meldrick Taylor. You know, not not necessarily you, but it does it something to to, yeah. to a boxer. You know. But that's in, that's in your your beginning of your career. That's you you trying to build momentum for real, just to keep pushing through the uh the fights and everything. So it's like it, it can make or break you. Do you have time to watch like the USA boxing for like the women's or the men's? Because I've been trying to catch up to it, but I, I I've been so busy. Lately, I haven't I haven't watched the um like the USC USA World um right now that's going around. I get emails about it, about the women's yeah uh, in Turkey. Yeah, I, I see a couple um like uh fights through I Yuseba or, or something like that. That's mm-hmm. the World uh, Boxing Association. Uh, I see some of the fighters that are fighting that. It's one that um fought from Las Vegas. I forgot his name. Uh, I think it's Rashid or something. Uh, he fought at I think it was one one fifty four. I believe it was. He won a uh, gold for the world in uh September last September. So I, I I watch it here and there, but I, I mainly watch it like on Instagram. Uh, like the highlights of it and things of that nature, just to see uh like the competition up there. Okay. Okay. Yeah. I I. I... I try to like catch what you said, like whatever's on on uh, Instagram, or I try to get to the, to the YouTube channel and try to catch some of that stuff. But like I, I be working, and if I'm not working, I'm doing a podcast. So sometimes yeah. it'd it be hard for me to really sit down and, and get to it. We'll keep you consistent with your podcast and everything. Man, how you gonna ask me questions on my podcast about me, bro? That's like <laughs> I got second- you, man. Hey, I'm trying to learn, man. I'm trying to learn. I, I try to learn everything I can from everybody, man. I love this. Yeah, I love this. This 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 is something that I love to do. What keeps me consistent is hearing 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 good hearing the good stories. Your story, being able to go from Baltimore, uh from Maryland to Vegas, uh, uh, stepping out on faith, being disciplined, being able to 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 take on the challenge and put yourself in the midst of the fire and go through it. Um, I love I love hearing those stories. I love I love hearing people talk to me about things that they have going on, the, the the ability to to become an entrepreneur or independent and step out and create your own business. I, I love hearing these stories. I love the motivation and inspiration that people have. I love them being able to share it with the world because there's somebody that may hear your story, my story, or someone else's story and say, I can do that, man. I can do it. What am I so afraid of? You know, we only fear things because we haven't done it. You know, like people don't go for promotions because they scared, I'm scared. Well, what if I don't get it? You ain't gonna, you'll never find out until you do it. That's the truth. You understand what I'm saying? You won't, you, you won't know that you can make the Olympics until you put your foot, your best foot forward and you went to Vegas to train and learn and you put got yourself into the tournaments and now you go, yo, I, I can do this shit, man. Yeah. This ain't nothing. So me, me doing this, man, I, I love the repetition of it. I love, I love the setup, getting the mics together. You know what I mean? I love buying the cameras and trying to get the best quality some of the best quality out there i love just sitting here and, and talking to boxers and, and everyday people man with, with really great stories it's to me it's also inspiring so i'm hoping that it provides inspiration to other people out there as well you know there's so many narratives or stories that are painted about us that aren't as uplifting you know you hear about this shooting over here or that shooting over here or or someone, it's a soap opera, you know, my baby mama, my baby daddy, like all that shit. 
yeah, that shit happens, but there's so much more going on within our community than that, that those are the stories that need to be documented as well. And I love sitting here chopping it up with you, any of the boxes or any other other people that uh, come on my podcast. That's real. Now you 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 can your, you can get your fire burning even more from everybody else fire too. Yeah, but but my fire stay lit. You know what I mean? Um, I'm probably twice your age, so the things that I've been through, uh, a lot of the stuff that I had to go through in life, kind of keeps my fire lit because there's a, a desire to always want to do better. Even when I mess up, there's always like, okay, you made a mistake there. Don't let that happen again. Or you learn from the lesson that that it that it taught you, you know, um, and, and you just try to do better each day. Every day is a, uh, is a day for you to do better and, and be more productive as well. So I always have I have a fire in me that's just that's been lit for a very long time, whether I'm doing my music, whether I'm working out or whether I'm doing this podcast, you know, so and, and it's it's geared towards those things. Mm -hmm. any other questions sir <laughs> nah i'm good man yeah you gotta learn man that's all that's all i'm doing man. all right cool cool so so give out your information on your point on, on what you got going on again look out for me man uh got fights coming up uh june 19th uh so look out for me in vegas at the convention center i'll be back in the ring um Look for Flex. My my Instagram is uh, Professor X underscore Flex, uh, spelled with two X's. So definitely look out to me if you need some motivation. I'll do motivational uh, talks in the Monday uh, in the morning, Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. So just trying to encourage people to keep going, no matter what you're going through in life. Uh, trying to give people a different perspective, not just the everyday rotation of going to work, coming back. I want you to see that you can do stuff outside of that. You can do stuff that really can make you happy. So uh, definitely tap into me uh, on my Instagram. Um, I'm, I'm trying to get back onto YouTube, but right now I've just been on Instagram, just focusing on fighting. So just watch me on my journey and learn from me and let your fire be lit as well. Absolutely. Ladies and gentlemen, today's episode was with Xavier, Professor X Williams. And as always, remember the mission statement when you're striving for greatness. God never puts you in the driver's seat if it's taken. We are done here. I appreciate you, brother. Thank you. Yes, sir.